0: Welcome to another edition of the Conversations That Matter podcast. My name is John Harris. We have a special guest with us today, Bevelin Beattie. Thank you for joining us, Bevelin. I appreciate it. Hi, thank you for having me. And Bevelin, um, some of you may know from just national media stories, Bevelin uh, has been uh, out there kind of in an activist way, but she is a Christian patriot who uh, has gone to Black Lives Matter rallies. And um, I don't want to say necessarily disrupted them. Maybe I'll let her say that, but she's certainly... Uh, oppose them and try to talk to people who are activists for the left. When you talk to a protester for, for Black Lives Matter, um, what is it that you're trying to communicate to them? Um, and, and what fruit have you seen from your uh, efforts?
1: Well, this is going to sound foreign to a lot of Christians because right now, this is the thing. Christians have been trained to be Kumbaya and they have taught that Jesus is a white robe, fairy walking around in meadows. So when you take that approach and you're dealing with people that are violent and want to blame you and they're willing to 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 take you on as their enemy because they're the victim, how do you approach that? There's there's really not a nice guy approach because what they're doing is Satan feeds into the nice guy approach because he knows you're going to be a nice guy. He's now going to take the the even rougher approach approach to intimidate you and the more nicer you try to be the more he's going to dig in and we've seen this multiple times when it came to dealing with these um protesters rioters whatever you want to call them so for me initially my mindset was okay they're coming with pride and they're coming with this anger and they, they treating you like you owe, like you owe them something and before we can even get to a clear conversation right now it's more of a power match. Okay, and this is logical when you're dealing with, you know, um, cops deal with this when they're dealing with, you know, underage children or even uh, uh, social workers deal with this. There's initially a power match that has to happen and you have to show who has more power or who's not. When you're dealing with a bully, you don't take the nice guy approach with a bully. You have to let the bully know, first and foremost, you're not scared of him and you're as willing as he is. And eventually, when a bully sees that you can't be bullied they didn't subdue and now you're ready to have a conversation. So I have seen in multiple cases where right in front of Juan's Deli, we met a woman, a woman, a a man came, a transsexual man. And of course, with the rest of the crowd, they're screaming, they're irate. I've taken the approach up. I'm not going to apologize to you for your victimization and your ranting and your sense of wanting to bully. But what happened was that person ended up giving my best friend their phone number my best friend then was able to contact them and they were not able to communicate because that sense of pride, first of all, they had to be reminded, wait a minute, you're, you're in a delusion. Let's first bring you back to reality and then we can build the foundation of truth.
0: Hmm. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, that's what's needed is, is a foundation of truth. And it's hard. I mean, at these protests, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of useful dialogue that's probably going to happen or thought provoking things. But if, if you got a phone number and you're able to, maybe get through when things are calmer. Um, I mean, it sounds like a, an opportunity and you wouldn't have had it in, unless you, you know, had already unless you hadn't gone, right. The confrontation That's right. needed. That's right. Um, so I have a lot of respect for that. And I don't see a lot of people doing that. Uh, you just mentioned that Christians tend to view Jesus in this sort of pacifistic way. Um, do you think Christians in general, uh, do, you, do you think maybe they're starting to wake up to what's going on around them uh, through people like yourself and others who are being more aggressive or sounding the alarm?
1: yeah because guess what pacifist jesus pacifist jesus don't work love doesn't rejoice in iniquity before we can even get to a place of 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 talking about justice and peace and truth we got to get past iniquity how do we get past iniquity you know we were called to be peacemakers not keep peacekeepers regardless of all of this this rhetoric and this 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 lgbtq agenda and all of this stuff you're pushing as much as they're pushing it i can tell you right now none of them will ever come to my face and get me to submit so even if they don't like me and even if they hate me, they will respect me and they will respect my stance of Christ because they know Babylon is not budging. Could you imagine if every single Christian stood that way, regardless of how you feel, what your feelings are, whatever the accusations you want to throw, it doesn't matter. I'm not budging because at the end of the day, I'm standing on the absolute truth.
0: Well, certainly the strength of your conviction, uh, is, is it lends credence to the conviction that you have when you are out forward like that. And, um being brave uh wanted to talk about the documentary a little bit because you're the star of this uh center. you're one of them at least i think you and larry elder are the two uh, kind of big names it comes out july 4th great american yes. race game i've uh watched uh, i haven't watched the whole thing i'll admit i i did uh watch uh part of it and i do want to see the whole thing i just haven't had the time yet but um uh, of the 20 minutes or so that i watched um it, it looks like the message that th- that's being conveyed is one uh, is trying to kind of jolt people out of a groupthink. Uh do you want to talk about that a little bit? What what's what kind of groupthink is going on? How does the documentary address this?
1: So, what I love about the documentary, I'm really not one to kind of go with the black blacklight. I'm keeping it 100 with you because I'm am a Christian. I believe in just like my mothers and brothers of those who hear the word of God and the will of God period, right? But at the same time, I can't deny being ignorant if I didn't in, acknowledge they have utilized this race situation to push this socialism communist agenda. In the same way, it's the same kind of Mao concept that Mao would use, but only difference is he would use classism, right? In America, mm-hmm. you can't really use classism, mean, you have to use color. Because we, whether people want to acknowledge it or not, and you won't realize this until you go to other countries. When I went to Kenya, I went to an all black country, right? Everybody's black. So now people are being treated differently, but how so? They're all black. Their class. If you're rich, you're treated with respect. You're seen as pristine. And if you're poor, you are lower than dirt. And the rich treat the poor like that. They have a place as the rich, and you have a place as the poor. I swear, in America, it doesn't matter whether you're a waitress or a stripper. Everybody deserves the equal amount of respect regardless of who paid or not. In a, in, in a foreign country, you know who's rich from who's poor. Out here, homeboy could pull up in a minivan and some, some, some sketchers and be sitting on billions. You know? So there's this sense of equality that America has that people don't want to acknowledge because, again, most of the time they've only been in America, so they take that narrative because they're not cultured, they're not educated, they haven't seen things outside of America, which is the greatest country in the world, right? So now, you take the color issue which is a blessing we're a melting pot pot we're a mixture of all different cultures all different ethnicities and god just kind of created this country to be just a mix that you can't just look like an american you can be as asian looking as you want to be that you can be full live american right but because of this leftist agenda which is a mild communist agenda and a pro-china agenda the media has pushed it we bit it and because the blacks had an issue in the past with racism so now they've taken that stain that we fixed and they said "Uh uh-uh it's not good enough there's still an issue we don't actually know where to point the issue but there's still an issue and because black people i'm gonna keep it 100 we emotional we bite into it right so then we say yeah racism yeah people still hate us because we black you know we was once slaves yeah so now we're gonna take on the narrative of the guy who can save the day, who can make the better laws, who can give the better uh, uh benefits to help us with the fact that we're so deprived. We're we we have we're just doing so bad. So now what's happened is the black community has become the perfect test dummy to what socialism and almost communism will look like. And so, if anything, this this documentary helps you take the narrative as a whole and help you realize, well, wait a minute, the Blacks were first, and we were the chest dummies, but if all of America takes this on, what is what is America going to look like? It's going to be fatherless. It's going to be, it's, it's, it, there's, there's already a laziness, you already see it now, socialism, we have really ran into socialism right now as we speak. Think about it. Because of COVID, a lot of our working class has decided to just take that stimulus checks and go on unemployment. And because of these different states, especially if you're in a blue state, they've continued to just keep dishing out this money that literally America's pulling out of their butt, literally. We're, we're, we're selling ourselves over to China right now, right? But in that, you don't have enough employees right now. Inflation, we, it, it, prices are up. what like I've never seen before on oh, even a piece of chicken. You know what I mean? So it's like, we are already getting the taste of what it looks like when we we take on this agenda of socialism, and of course, like the Blacks, they they took on socialism, they took on welfare, they let go of their husbands, and of course, they may have been able to live rent-free, but there was a price to pay. The home they're living in is roach-infested. They're living in areas where crime is just running rampant. You have a lot of people who are not working and have more time than they should to get into METs. And now, you go to Chicago, 70, 70 Black folk are dying a week.
0: It's so sad. I know. Um, You know, it it, it is such a dismal situation, especially for those who uh, go and visit the inner cities of this country and they see what's happening in Democrat controlled areas that have been under that control for years. Yeah. Um, It it almost seems hopeless, but it's not. As Christians, we never, we never give up on hope. We know that uh, Jesus Christ always gives hope and that um, fundamentally there's a character issue. One of the things uh, I saw in this documentary uh, in, the, in the beginning when I where I spent most of my time watching is uh, one of the experts had said that between, I think it was 1920 and 1940, uh, black people in America had a higher fidelity rate or a yes. lower divorce rate than any other demographic in the country. And I didn't know that. I, I knew it was pretty high. I just, uh, or their divorce rate was pretty low, however you want to phrase that. But I didn't realize that it, they were, um, you know, had a lower divorce rate than anyone. And, and to see what's happened, I, I you know, You can talk about the great society, but it's just um, it seems like a lot of it really comes down to fathers and mothers staying together and raising kids, and that's just not happening. And um, so I'd like to hear you talk about that. What uh, I know we know it needs to happen as Christians. Most of the people listening are Christians, but what's what's a practical way of approaching this? What, What do you see that would work?
1: Well, the reality is this. The black community has to go back to their first love. Um, you want to know why the black community was so strong? Because in our hardest times, we learned to depend on Christ and we want to continue to keep these principles. And we also knew we were all we had too. So having a family unit was a sense of structure and power back in those days. And I'm going to be honest with you, it's still a sense of structure and power. Now what has happened is the enemy has tricked us through the government into thinking that family unit isn't power but it's the most powerful thing that a nation can have. We understood that, okay? What had happened was civil rights came. We really had equal opportunity in our own way. We may have not had had what the whites had, but it just gave us more of an initiative to build our own. So rather than go and knock on you alls door, we were like, okay, well, let's just build our own door. Had the black community had realized Let's just figure out a way to continue to build in ourselves and maintain our identity in Christ. That's enough. A Christian doesn't go around knocking on the next man's door to say, hey, treat me equally. So let's look at the Jews for a second. Jews were also segregated against, okay? And they were also discriminated against. But you know what happened? The Jews continued to build on their own. They continued to build up their their communities. And now they didn't need to go knocking on nobody's door. People came knocking on their door. And that's just a reality. So what I genuinely believe is the black community has to go back to their first love. They have to go back to the principles of Christ. First of all, number one principle, cl- leave your mother and father, cling to one another. God hates divorce. Get married. Don't have children outside of, out of wedlock because it is sin, right? Um, that's that's a biblical structure off the top. Uh, stop cheating and lying and stealing and killing this is the basic 10 commandments. Stop coveting, you know, stop committing adultery, you know, surrender your life to Christ and now follow those principles. It's the same. But the reality is this, even if you're not a Christian and you a conservative, God's word is so solid that if you actually practice his principles, you will see those blessings happen in your life. Even if you're not a Christian, that's how real the word of God is that even if you don't surrender to him, his word will still manifest truth. So, if not nothing, take back the same principles of God, which I still say surrender to Him because there's so many benefits to serving the Lord. It's a wonderful thing. It's the best thing that ever happened to me. But even just in His basic principles, you're going to see the fruit of your life. Maybe if you if, if you stop living in crime, okay, you won't have to worry about the police coming and shooting you up, which is not the case. But how many babies are dying at the abortion clinic? how many black babies are being murdered at the abortion clinic you don't think you're going to sow into your life murder when you go and murder your kid you'll think you're not gonna reap what you sow wonder why we dying as much as we dying in the streets we're dying the same way in the abortion clinic what goes up must go down whatever seed you've sown you will reap Mm -hmm. so we gotta we gotta change our minds and get back to christ
0: yeah amen to that uh that's for sure so evangelists you need to go out into the inner cities just like you would anywhere else and spread That's the good right. news of Jesus Christ um which includes repentance. Uh I wanted to ask you this because I, I think I I don't know for sure but I could see pushback happening. There um in the documentary there's um several points at which uh, uh one of the and I don't know if you said this but some of the other people being interviewed said that you know they don't see themselves as black. And I know this is something that um is a, it's a sensitive area for uh some people who are black when they think wait, hold on like you have to see yourself as black. I have to see myself as black. I, um, the community uh, is so important. And I don't know if you feel this way, but um, I, I was wondering if you could speak to that. And if you do, maybe just defend that a little bit. What is, what is that, what are they getting at there?
1: Well, the reality is the contradictions is real when it comes to the left and the black community. And I'm gonna tell you why. One minute you can be a boy, but you don't have to see yourself as a boy. You could be a girl, right? You could be, you could be a, a, a dog if you want to tomorrow. I'm a trans animal. A trans so now you, y'all, species, then, yeah. next thing you know, y'all trans species. Now they're gonna be pushing trans race. I mean, we might as well. I mean, if we gonna go there, let's go there. I ain't black, I'm white. I don't, I, I don't look <laughs> black. I mean, I don't look white, but I guess I could just be, you know, I feel white.
0: So right, I'm gonna right. be
1: white. That right there, so first of all, the black community, if you're gonna co-sign the left in their narrative, you cannot complain when someone says they're not black. that, that that's, that's the hypocrisy in itself, but I will say this. I am a Christian first and foremost. My identity is not in my color. The, what I look like doesn't make up what the Lord has done in me internally. I am intelligent, I'm smart, I'm funny, I'm with, I got so much stuff going on behind the scenes. You understand know what I'm saying? So at least let that be the foundation and of course through Christ, but am I black? Yeah, I'm black. I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm okay with that, are you right? Um, uh, you were hype, you know what I yeah. mean and the people who said this what they've done is they they want to alienate themselves from this sense of black as a culture to where, you know, if you're black, you eat fried chicken, you listen to, to hip hop, you watch these certain type of movies, that is what identify you as black. So we have complained constantly about being stereotyped, yet we ourselves have stereotyped ourselves and boxed in ourselves as to who we are based off our color. So now if you're black, you got to talk a certain way. You know, if you talk like this and you're proper, then you're not black. You talk like a white girl. Wait, so do you have to be white to, to properly speak? Could you not just know how to be articulate? You know what I mean? So what we got to do is get out of this color culturism. And I believe that's what they were trying to do. So I understand their heart in that manner. But what I will say is, can I relate to the black community? Absolutely. But also, can I relate to white people, and Spanish people, and any other type of people? Absolutely. And if we look past color, we would realize a lot of us can relate to each other on a lot of things. Guess what? It doesn't matter what color you are, you probably suffered a broken heart. I guarantee you, brokenhearted people can come together and grieve with one another in that, if a plane crashes and everybody's family is on that plane, I bet you those different colors of family members are going to be able to come together and cry. Yeah. You know, my best friend is uh, from Russia, uh, my dad died. She cried with me when her mama died. We cried together. She's as light as snow, all of that. But guess what? We, we felt each other's pain. That should be enough. It really should. So this whole black thing, in a sense, as a identity only in color, it has to stop. I am a black woman. Yes, but I am more so a Christian. My foundation is Christ. And that's what matters most.
0: That's awesome. Well, because what you're saying is that it's not your primary identity, which I think because uh, uh, we, we can't, you know, uh, we have cultures we came from. We have uh, geographical areas we came from and people that are in our family and stuff. And, um, and the, the warts and the blessings <laughs> come with that. And, um, and, and I, you know, and I think we're all proud. We should all, all take ownership and be proud of who we are and where we came from. But yeah, as a primary identity, just to see yourself by your skin color that, that seems to be what uh, the- Very shallow. Yeah, it's shallow. And the progressive left is, is making that, well, the, the primary thing with your skin color is how you vote apparently and how uh, you think about politics. Um, mm-hmm. Well, the, the movie's coming out uh, J- July 4th. And, um, and I, I, I'm sure a lot of people are excited to go see this in theaters. It's gonna be out. Uh, it's not just a one day thing. It's, it's gonna be out for a little while. And so um, I invite everyone uh, to go out and check out uh, the movie, uh, The Great American uh, Race Game. And any final thoughts that you have, Bevlin?
1: Well, I just, um, nine times out of 10, most black folk that will hear about this will automatically ostracize this video. I'm gonna challenge them to not do that and just watch it and just watch it with an open heart. Um, And even white liberals, just, 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 Try to take the time to understand where somebody else is coming from for just a second. Please just try not to consider yourself and be selfish about your own narrative, but just hear someone else out. Maybe there is some common ground that we can come to in that solution to the problem. Um, but if there's never going to be an opportunity to really hear your the, your next Brethren, now we're not we're not gonna get anywhere. So that's really my heart and period point blank. I am a conservative, yes, I am a Christian, but totally my identity is in the word of God and his principles. Um so where I'm coming from and what I'm standing on is based off of that, and I just want people's hearts to be ready to receive it because it's so educational and it's so real.
0: Yeah. Well, amen. I, I appreciate your bravery and uh, thank you for coming on and talking to us about this documentary. And uh, you're welcome on anytime. God bless. Thank you. All right. Bye now. Thank you. Bye. Sick
1: of being upsold at
0: gyms?